Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? And welcome to episode 15 of the Get The Shot podcast. My name is Billy Quash, and today we have a very special guest on the show. Her name is Sydney Ringdahl, and we go way back to our time as interns at the Chiefs. But she's now rocking it with the LA Rams as their social media coordinator. So today we're going to be talking about her journey to the Rams from the Chiefs from internship to internship and how she took advantage of all the opportunities that were headed her way. And we're also going to be answering questions straight from you, the audience. So thank you to all those who called in. There's not much more to say other than to say thank you to our fake sponsors, Tomba Chow. Here's a word from our sponsor. And this podcast is brought to you by Tomba Chow. Don't forget to get out of your local grocery store today. Thank you for that, Sydney. Now let's get this episode started. Let's run it. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we have Sydney Ringdahl on the line with us. Sydney, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Billy. I haven't talked to you in a while, so excited to catch up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, we we both started basically at the Chiefs as interns, and now we're kind of doing our own thing. And you now are at the Rams full-time, which is awesome. Um, tell us a little bit um, about yourself, just in case no one's heard, um, kind of what what your role is and kind of what your day-to-day responsibilities are at the Rams. I fly pretty under the radar, so I'm sure that no one has heard, (laughs) but um, I'm the Rams social media coordinator. And so I work with Jamie Hahn. She's our social media manager. Um, And the two of us run everything, um, all the accounts. And so day-to-day is just kind of monitoring all those, posting all of our cool content um creating our own social content um yeah and i sometimes off of that write some articles help with photo galleries to kind of do a big mix of things what is kind of your role when it comes to game day on in a normal season without covid i know this season's been out of whack um but where are you generally on game days um and talk us through what a game day looks like for you yeah so um Normal game day, we miss those, um, would be, you know, we get to the stadium probably five, four hours ahead of time um, and just kind of get set up in the press box. And then um, both Jamie and I will kind of be down on the field pregame and capturing um, phone content um, there and posting a lot of that um, just like natively. And then um, once the game starts, we're actually both in the press box. Um, and we rely a lot on the LCCs to help get us, um, videos like in game. Um, and then we both are running, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, posting all that real time coverage. Um, Jamie normally does a lot of the live tweeting. And so that was one thing that kind of did switch up this year, um, due to all the tiers, um, that the NFL had. She um, was in here too, so she actually traveled with the team and did all of our in-game uh, like phone video content and did a lot of Instagram. Um, and I did live tweeting. This is my first year doing that, so that was different and just kind of learning on the fly with that. Nice. And um, explain kind of what your journey has been to get you to this point full-time with the Rams. Like, Talk to me about um, what you did in college or if you did anything on the side to help you, um, build your resume and whatnot. And then 
your, your internships that led you to landing a full spot t- um, gig with the Rams? Yeah. So um, in college, I mean, I feel like going into college, I kind of knew I wanted to do sports broadcast as like a general term. Um, and I think a lot for women, like you see Aaron Andrews and that's like the most visible, like tangible look into it. Um, and so I, I listened to Anna's and so I uh, know that she also said, you know, like she wanted to be the next Aaron Andrews. And I was like, wow, I feel like that's just a common answer for uh, women because that's what you see the most of. Um, so I kind of went into college working on like both sides of trying to do on camera stuff, but also kind of doing, um, you know, behind the camera as well. Um, and I focused a lot on sports and um, like was our sports editor. Uh, my senior year for all of our written content. Um, so really just kind of tried to do a lot of that. And then I feel like as most college seniors are doing, just applying to any sort of job. And so, I mean, now I felt so silly, but I didn't really realize that club teams like have their own media departments and do all these things in house. And so, um, like I saw an opening to be the reporting intern for the chief and had applied um, and had no idea what to expect. Um, and then obviously is at least if you know, Billy, you probably know DJ. And so, um, you know, he took me on and took a chance. Um, and so I came to Kansas city as the reporting intern, um, doing a lot of writing. And then that's where we met. And, um, sorry, you can probably hear the slack. So, you know, I feel like that's just, it makes us more authentic, you know, oh, yeah. this is black and trigger. Slack everyone. <laughs> everyone will be listening to singing. They're getting the message. Um, but so I, um, once we were there, uh, I felt like I started coming up with all these crazy ideas and then I started pestering people about them. And, um, you were one of the people that got pestered and I feel like, that this is turning into a longer tangent, but no, basically I started throwing out a lot of social video ideas and just ideas of like how we can put our players in helmet off situations and like showcase their personality. Um, and then that led to our creation of Chief Smith, um, which was very exciting. Long story short, um, we had Travis, another intern who was the social intern at the time. And, um, he ended up leaving halfway through our season and they asked if I would kind of help out with the social media aspect. And so I said, yes, obviously. And, um, that was kind of my first taste of like social media for any type of company or organization. Um, and from there, um, after the season ended, my internship technically was over. I was asked to come back as like a digital media assistant. and. So I felt like at this point and kind of all through my life, I've always tried to just keep making myself well-rounded. And so I just kind of had all these different, you know, things of writing or coming up with uh, social first ideas, coming up with copy. Um, and so that all kind of helped them then ask me to come back and help out for a little bit um, until that was up. And so then I applied to a digital media internship with the Rams and I kind of thought it was a mix of writing um, and, you know, site and app and social. And when I got there, it ended up being mostly social. 
um, which was kind of wild because I really only had minimal experience with it. Um, and I mean, I guess I proved that I could do it because at the end of the internship, they offered me a full-time job. Um, so I just kind of say I like actually ended up in my position. I just knew I wanted to be involved in sports um, and creating content somehow, some way. Um, and so this is the way that I've ended up doing it and being able to bring, you know, our fans closer to the team. Yeah, it's a really cool story. And I think super important for people to know that like you can take a multiple, like multiple different routes to get to where you're at now. Like you had two, like almost three internships, two at the Chiefs, one at the Rams before you landed full time. And I feel like people might be scared or, you know, not um, looking forward to do like another internship. But what 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 do you think is like a big lesson that you learned throughout, you know, those three years of being an intern and not really having a full-time job yet? And how do you think that helped you secure that full-time job at the Rams afterwards? Um, I would say kind of like what I said earlier, is just that making yourself like as well-rounded as possible. I feel like whenever someone asked me to do something, I was able to do it. Or even if maybe I wasn't 100% confident in myself, I just said I could and then figured it out. Um, and I feel like that just makes it, you know, if you don't pigeonhole yourself, it just makes it so much easier. Because like you're saying, there's not, no one has the same route to where they are. And so the more that you're able to do and advocate for yourself, I feel like, you know, the greater your chance of landing somewhere. And then I'd also say to speak up. And I keep joking about this, but like I've offered so many video ideas or just ideas and you know, like I say, one too many puns. So um, I just, you know, not annoying about it, but always was like, hey, what if we did this? What if we did this? And I think then the key there is to find someone. So I, you know, I say at the piece, I feel like I had you and you were like, no, like we could do this. And then you would, you know, pop off that idea with, you know, making it better. And then together we we're like, hey, we came up with this great thing. Here it is. And they're like, wow, look what you did. Um, so <laughs> just again, like, being able to collaborate with people and do as many different things as you can, I think just really pays off. And where do you think you got kind of that almost confidence at the Chiefs to like, you know, just ask questions, speak up, you know, throw out an idea, like what, what trait or what factor do you think it is that maybe other people don't have and, you know, something that they can work on um, to get themselves in a situation where they're, you know, just spitballing ideas like you were at the Chiefs? Yeah, I think if you, um, I think you have to remember, like, you were hired for a reason. They brought you on for a reason. They saw something in you that made them say, you know, especially in sports, like, you're together a lot. So, like, they saw something in you that was like, I can spend a lot of time with this person. And, like, I think they can bring something to the table. And I feel like what's hard as an intern is, you know, you're labeled an intern, but really it's a full time job. And um, I feel like, you know, people acknowledge that, but also you were kind of bringing in a fresh perspective because it's easy to be in just routine of like, okay, season ends. Okay. We always do this. Let's continue that. But when you bring in, you know, someone new, they might see something that you just stuck in pattern that you missed. Um, and so I feel like just remembering that you were brought in for a reason and just to give it a chance because always the worst case is they say no, but then come back with more. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely worst case is um, them saying no. And best case is you coming up with the idea and us executing on it and then getting 3 million views on Facebook <laughs> like we did with that cheesiness video. <laughs> yes. And I feel like that also, um, that helped. I felt like you and me grow in taking, you know, okay, here's the, we wrote the script. We went to the store together to get all the decorations. <laughs> we set it all up in the studio, realized that the guys after practice don't go by the studio. Let's set it up in the hallway. Got yelled at by the security guard, <laughs> worked through that, made sure it was cleared with big red. <laughs> then, <laughs> you know, had to recruit the guys to do it and then also coach them through it. Like when Tyreek wanted to harmonize and we were running out of time. And so we said, they got to nail the harmony or we're moving on. <laughs> um, but I felt like that also showed people in our department that, we were able to carry out, um, you know, direction and do this on our own. Yeah, that, that was huge for both of us because that was one of the big um, things that was brought up when I was, you know, transitioning from intern to full time is that they saw our bosses saw how we handled that situation and kind of took it by its reins as interns and took it from step A to Z um, from ID, ID, ideation to execution um, and that was, that was a crazy, like crazy shoot slash, I can't believe we pulled it off. Cause like we were begging, yeah. <laughs> we were begging PR to bring players out to us. And, um, yes. that, that was, Which I think is also something I'd bring up, which not to like be off topic, but something that I think I've learned over the last couple of years, starting with Jesus video is you don't always need like you know, quote unquote, the big name guys to make a video be great. Like I think about the guys we ended up with and, you know, they were just hamming it up and having so much fun that that almost made it, you know, like better, quote unquote, than if, you know, we relied on someone who might not have given the same energy because we, you know, like begged on hands and knees for them to do it. So um, I think that's one thing that I've kind of learned from that as well. Nice. And um, we'll probably get into this Actually, let's just get into it now. But you've gone to the Super Bowl with the Rams. How how was that experience, and what what was that like being able to go to the Super Bowl as you know a social media um, coordinator? Yeah, so that was actually um, my intern year. So um, I say I just started off strong with the Chiefs. You know, we made the wild card round, <laughs> and then next year I was at the Super Bowl. Um, I'd like to tie it to myself, but unfortunately, that actually was not the case, as it turns out. But um, Super Bowl is wild. Obviously, you you've been as well, and you, so you've probably experienced some of the same things. But it is just a whirlwind. Um, it was, you know, like the hardest working, but fastest time flying process of my like there weren't enough hours in the day to get everything done and our department was very like divide and conquer because there's just so much going on um but I feel like an underrated thing of the Super Bowl is maybe that opening night like with the media frenzy um that is wild uh that was really fun um Jamie and I were just on the ground like running we were just like <laughs> running around trying to get as much content that we could um, just to, like showcase like how wild that you just like set the players free. There's all these media members. No one's really asking traditional questions, you know? And mm -hmm. so um, like, how do you show fans what that actually is like? <laughs> yeah. I, um, I showed up to our opening night 
um, last year when we went, and I, I I was there for like five minutes. I was like, I can't handle this. I'm gone. I I didn't need to do anything. I was just dropping something off um, for another shooter, and I was like, nope, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is wild. So many like games going on. Um, so it's very exciting. Um, the Super Bowl itself, obviously for the Rams, it didn't end up being um, great for us, but in general, just. I think from a content perspective, just that, you know, like everyone's focus is on you. So the whole time we were just trying to, you know, fans couldn't be there. Like, here's what's going on. Be a part of it with us anyway. Um, let us like try to bring it to you. Mm-hmm. And just obviously trying to soak up every minute of it because, you know, it's more rare than common to, you know, be at the Super Bowl like every year. So yeah, it's a, it's a, well, once, for it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, and it's awesome that you got to experience that. And hopefully you get to experience it again, uh, maybe next season. But for now, we're going to be moving on to our call-in section where we let people join our Zoom and ask us questions about working in sports. So let's rock it. First up is going to be let's Drew. Do it. Yo, what up, Drew? How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing great. Um, this is, we got Sydney on the line. She's from the LA Rams and I'm sure you know who I am. So thank you for joining us and thank you for joining the podcast to ask us questions about working in sports. Um, why don't you start off with an intro, just state your name and kind of what you're doing right now, whether you're a student or working, just so we know the situation you're in and we could better help answer your questions. And then you could go ahead and start off with your first question after that. Sure. I appreciate uh, having me on and Sydney, I, I'm a new follow today. So, uh, but I've been following the LA Rams social for a while and it, it looks awesome. So I'm excited to get a chance to, um, ask both you and Billy a question. Um, my name's Drew and I'm a content creator in Kansas city. I'm kind of, I guess at the beginning of, of my road, still putting my reps in for sure on, on getting, to the point where I believe I need to be um, trying to be kind of a Swiss army knife uh, as I've heard people on this podcast talk about. Um, so I'm freelancing around the city uh, for sports. A lot of my income is coming from like real estate and weddings and stuff like that. But sports is what really kind of drives me. Um, I guess my question, it's not really a flashy one, but uh, the more and more projects I get, I realize I'm kind of a digital hoarder. I, I tend to uh, run out of disk space pretty quick. And then I just realized, you know, in addition to investing, not just in gear, but in storage space, I also know there's got to be a more efficient way for me to handle my workflow from shooting an event to kind of getting through my selects. And then at the end, um, after delivering it to the client, I was just curious what both of you might do to, to keep organized and stay um, away from becoming a digital hoarder like myself. Uh, yeah, that, that's a really good question, Drew. Um, I'll start off with that because that question pertains probably more to me. Um, you know, I, I do the same thing. I, I probably keep all, all, every shot that I've ever shot, um, and it's just buying hard drives upon hard drives and upon hard drives, and I don't know if I have the best answer for that and other than buy more hard drives. Um, it's definitely a tough scenario because like you have to get all these shots for your project and then it's like the project's over and then what do you do with the shots? Do you get rid of them or do you just let, let them live on your drive and keep up space? 
Um, so it's almost like, like you may, you might have to just, you know, if sports is where you want to be, then maybe that's the stuff you should keep for sure on your hard drive. And if like weddings and real estate and all that stuff is, you know, not really your passion project and you're just doing it for the income, then I would look into like putting in the contract or whatever you have with your clients, like you're not responsible for, you know, keeping the raw footage. Like you can give it to them or you'll hold on to it for 30 days or whatever. Um, something to where, you know, after X amount of time, you're going to delete and get rid of most, if not all of the raw footage. Like maybe you keep the selects and maybe you just keep what you used in your project and just get rid of all the extra stuff. And that should help out a lot. Um, but honestly, I, I don't have a great solution for that because I, I'm the one that keeps all my shots and, um, just has hard drives upon hard drives upon hard drives. Cool. So that's what I was doing up till now, but I was, just kind of thinking if there's a better way, I got to <laughs> figure it out, but I don't mind, you know, drowning in hard drives. If, if that's the way to kind of feel good about it and, and keep things good, but, um, time for one more question. Yeah. Yeah. For, go for it. So in this part of my journey, just again, trying to get as good as I can, you know, focusing on main things, but also picking up, um, tools along the way that I think are going to be helpful or watching, creators like you and then say, okay, let me see if I can at least try my hand at a new program, whether it's uh, Photoshop or After Effects, stuff like that. Um, But I think as creators, maybe in my position, are trying just anywhere to get reps in, um, we find ourselves in situations where we're a one man or one person um, band trying to do so much. Um, and I would be curious if, if you had any advice for somebody in that beginning, you know, knows kind of their talent and in that comfortable aspect, but is, is trying to get their reps in instead of focusing on all the different avenues, what maybe if specifically somebody really found a passion in shooting, um, what would be something you, you would focus on instead of trying to take all these avenues and not really progress? but just kind of put your head down and chase down a specific item. I, that might be a, a ramble, but did I yeah, come across there? I, I think I get what you're saying. Um, you know, I, I think, I think what the answer to that question is just learning to say no to certain projects. Like you don't have to mm-hmm. say yes to every single project because that's just gonna overload your plate and, you know, get you doing too many things at once. Um, Mm -hmm. figure out what you like to do, what you want to do, and just focus on making that your, um, your primary, you know, motivation to go after. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me when I was starting out is I would say yes to everything. And, you know, my Mm -hmm. friend had a wedding, say yes to it. My, uh, friends had, whatever idea, I'd say yes to it. A client would reach out, someone would DM me, hey, do you want to do this? I'd say yes to it. And recently, over the past you know year or so, um, it's really helped me a lot with my, on my mental side of just you know learning to say no, like I'm not doing that or I can't do that or I'm sorry, I'm busy or, um, and that just lets me keep my head clear and you know, um, 
go after the things that I want to do and, um, um, you know, let me focus on that. Sydney, I know those were all content creator related questions, but if you have anything to input, um, based on your experience. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, I was just going to add, I think Billy, obviously like those are more your expertise than you nailed it all on the head, but just, I think fatigue is real. And so just echoing kind of what Billy said of like, you know, obviously when you're starting out, you know, you do want to try to do as much as possible, but at a certain point you kind of also to like contradict that want to hone in and, you know, the thing you're really passionate about, you know, like really get that, uh, perfected and focused on that more so than just saying yes to everything. Cause you also don't want to burn out. Mm-hmm. I, I could do a quick Sydney specific question. If there's one, yeah, go for time it. For yep, one there's, there's plenty of time. Um, Sydney for someone who's trying, you know, dipping a toe into the design world. What's the most, um, I guess not, I can answer that one. Not posting it would be the most respectful way, but I don't want to just, design off of a photographer's photos and kind of look like somebody who's, you know, practicing on other people's photos. If I don't have a photo that matches like what I'm trying to design, would you say there's a respectful way to practice and put work out there to get feedback, but also respect the photographer and creators that, um, are, you know, took the photo? I'm gonna jump yeah, in. I think, uh, Wait, I'm gonna oh, jump sorry, in and ahead, just clarify. Like... Sydney's not a designer, <laughs> but she oh, probably I'm has. Sorry, I'm you're sorry. good. You're good. She probably has a good answer for that. But just to let you know, she's a social media manager, so she's more on the digital and social side. But I'm sure she she still has a good answer for that. I can. Right, I can still, no, you're good. You're good. I can still. I think speak to it. Yeah, I am no designer, but <laughs> I think um, what I've noticed about photographers is a lot of it's just like giving credit where it's due and so you know if you want to share it on um your own social media i would just either tag the photographer just you know like original photo by um or even just like dm them if you are able or you know able to contact them ahead of time um to see if they care because some may not care but you know more often than not they do and it is a a courtesy just to tag them because that is like their work, obviously. Um, I think if it was me, that's probably how I would go about it. Gotcha. Thank you. Yeah, that's all I got. Nice. Those are, those are uh, great questions, Drew. Um, Thank you so much for, you know, again, stopping by and asking those questions. Um, But other than that, we'll see you on the next time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Drew. Yeah, thank you. I need to make that clarification at the beginning. <laughs> you're actually, you're actually my first. Like... <laughs> um, I, yeah, I assume he thought you were a designer because I just shared the Rams um, IG post. But um, you're actually my first social media manager on on this podcast. So I think a lot of people are used to having, um, you know, videographers and graphic designers on here. But, um, you know, even though this podcast is called Get the Shot, it's it's not like physically like you know get the shot like hey, a picture sometimes a, a i gotta video. get it on my phone you know yeah exactly <laughs> um it's, it's more about you know getting your shot at working in sports like how do you how can someone get their shot at working in this industry so i think you have a lot of good knowledge on um you know how to work your way up and uh, make it full-time in the nfl so um we're gonna go ahead and go to our next call in emily smith hey emily how are you doing 
Yes, we can. Okay, cool. Um, so basically, we're just asking any questions. Yeah. So um, first, let me just intro Sydney. So Sydney's on the line as well. She's a social media manager at the LA Rams. Um, and yeah, just start off with an intro of you, say your name and kind of what you're doing right now, if you're a student or if you're working, just so we have some more context on your questions. And then you can go ahead and ask away, ask any questions you want about sports. Okay, cool. Well, first of all, thank you for doing this. This is really cool. Um, Twitter has been such an awesome way to start networking with other people in sports and especially creative media. So this is really dope. Um, so I graduated from USC last spring um, with my degree in communications, and I did a lot of work um, in sports with the Trojans. Um, so shout out to the Coliseum. I'm sure Sydney spent a lot of time there. Um, but yeah, so I did a lot of work with sports in college, and then after graduation, um, I started working as a social media manager for an agency, but that was more like YouTube entertainment space than sports. Um, so I'm really kind of looking forward to trying to get back into sports. I've been applying to lots of um, sports jobs. So um, I would say my first question is, um, did you intern uh, during college? And, and were those internships like what led you to your current job? Hey, Emily. So first, yes, I've spent a lot of hot days at the Coliseum, um, <laughs> as I'm sure you can relate. But um, <laughs> in college, I really, I did a few um, internships, um, but they were really not uh, related to sports journalism. Um, but like I w worked at a magazine and um, still kind of in the journalism world, but just not focused on sports. But I feel like a lot of my experience actually came from my classes and like working for um, the media, like at my college, um, I went to TCU. So it was called TCU 360. Um, but so I, you know, through classes, obviously, um, you know, start to learn the ropes of everything journalism. But then I worked like outside of that um, with our kind of like media outlet there. Um, doing like writing uh, videos and by my senior year um, was our sports editor um, for all of our written content. Um, so I feel like those kind of gave me a lot of the different experiences uh, before doing my uh, internship post uh, college. Emily, I'll add on to that. Um, I didn't do any internships during college. I, you know, worked as a student worker for our, our broadcast network at Arkansas um, but other than that, I didn't really have any like, you know, intern type positions. Um, but what I did do was after college, you know, after I graduated, that's when I had my internship. And that's also when Sydney had her internship with the Chiefs and the Rams. So I think um, that's something that a lot of people don't, I feel like a lot of people don't um, look at as an option is like doing an internship after college because I feel like most people think, you have to do your internships during college, but um, I think a really key um, key factor in you know uh, Sydney and me getting full time jobs at where we got to is because of those internships, even though they were after um, our college days. Yeah, that's like totally where I'm at right now. Um, I kind of like I think a lot of people might 
see my path as like regressive that I'm like at a full-time job right now, but I'm actively looking for internships in the NFL um, and the MLB as well. But um, yeah, I definitely see internships as like a super valuable way to get your foot in the door, um, especially at those bigger pro teams. Um, so next question, how do you have like a time limit for each person? I don't want to ask. Too no, many you're questions. good. No, you can ask as many questions as you want. Okay. Um, yeah, I would love to know um, from both of you uh, what you think set you apart as applicants. Yeah, um, I kind of, I guess, preach really to myself and now Billy earlier, but just uh, the importance of being well-rounded. I think that can just really help um, when you're able to you know, maybe you can do social media, but you can also write an article or if needed, um, you know, just different ways that you can contribute to the team because a lot of times in sports, you know, everyone's running a hundred miles an hour, a hundred different directions. So it's just nice um, when you can help contribute in any way that you can, and that's pretty valuable. Um, and so also I think in general, in our internships, uh, I'll speak for Billy here a little bit is that um, when we overlapped at the Chiefs, both of us, um, you know, gave a lot of ideas and continued to pitch different things we could do. And eventually one stuck and we got to lead out, you know, the ideation production. Um, obviously Billy did the true editing once that was done, but um, I think that all really helped set us up to show, you know, our current bosses that we can, you know, carry out a full project. Um, and then when we're applying to next things, um, you know, that helps prove like I can handle something of this nature. I think for me, what stood out was similar to, similar to Sydney. Like I was well-rounded and had a lot of different, you know, types of type of skill sets on my resume. I had some broadcast skills from being a student worker at our broadcast um, department. I had some shooting skills from um, running around doing like weddings and sorority videos and videos for the colleges and all that. And I had some, you know, editing skills from creating those videos. So um, I feel like a lot of people, um, you know, coming out of college, try to just get good at one single thing. But when you're, you know, when you're, you're in an organization and you're trying to hire interns, usually the people with more um, a variety of skill sets and, you know, and kind of like that uh, resilient mindset to adapt to any situation is more of the applicant that um, they're looking for and will is more helpful because throughout a season, you just never know, you know, when, you know, something might be more important than, than others. Maybe you need another editor because um, there's, you know, not enough, editors or whatever that maybe there's too much footage to be logged. So you need someone who can be logging more and, you know, things, things happen throughout a season where you might lose a body here, you might gain a body there. And it's just so much easier to place people into positions of success when they are more well-rounded and well-skilled with multiple different um, skill sets, as opposed to just being really good at one thing. Um, and I think that's what set both of us apart when we were applying for internships. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so I, I kind of consider myself to be pretty well-rounded, like on my resume, I have, um, photo 
social editorial and I'm kind of now getting more into video stuff. Um, so basically like I know Billy, you've like shared on Twitter kind of your process of like applying to like hundreds of jobs and then finally making that one connection um, with the chiefs, right? That was your first one. Yep. yep. Um, so how do you like, how do you kind of get your skills and success um, and like personality to shine through on applications that often seem like super anonymous, like especially with teamwork online, it's super easy for anybody to like just upload a resume and send out a hundred applications and like every job probably gets a thousand applicants. So do you guys have any tips for um, kind of like getting over that first hump in the road? Yeah. So for me, I think uh, my biggest tip there is like, yes, teamwork online and like, you know, NCAA marketplace and all that is like where you need to like apply and send your resume, send your reel, send your portfolio and whatever. And like, those are the steps that are needed. But I think an additional step that a lot of people probably don't do is the networking side of things and trying to find out like who who is on the other side of this application? Like who is my resume going to or who are the people at this organization that's going to be prob- probably reviewing my stuff and how can I try to connect and, um, you know, just shoot them a message on social and say, hey, I um, just wanted to let you know that I sent myself, I sent an application um, if you can keep an eye out for it or whatever. And just like that extra, you know, DM or message or comment or whatever on social media is going to, um, in my opinion, make you stand out like 1% more. It probably, probably not going to be like the, you know, the main reason they, you know, pick you, but they're going to remember, they're going to see your name on an application and like, remember, oh, this person messaged me or they're going to be looking out for it because it's a familiar name. Um, And I think that's one good good thing to do on top of, you know, just applying and like waiting, like do a little, take it to the next level and try to work on networking outside of just submitting the application. And um, networking doesn't have, doesn't have to, you know, just be when you send an application. Um, Cause if, if anything, that's probably when those people you're trying to network with get, get the most, you know, requests and message requests and whatnot is when there are applications opened, um, I would definitely start on those relationships and start those networks way prior to even applying. Like start start now and you know just try to figure out who works at the Royals or who works at you know the MLB or the NFL. Like just start networking with those connections now, and then if there's an opportunity that opens up, then you've already started that relationship, and you know they'll probably know and recognize your name more easily than if you just, you know, applied and did nothing prior or after. Cool. Um, Sydney, I kind of wondered for you specifically, um, do you have a portfolio to share like your, um, like social projects or like metrics or anything? Like I'm, I'm mostly a photographer. That's like what I want to do. Um, but also with like, video and social stuff, I've kind of like started adding those things to my website. So do you have any tips for like how to sell social 
skills when it's kind of more abstract than photography? Yeah, so I actually, um, to be honest, haven't like updated, I guess, recently any of my things just because I haven't like been looking for a job. But um, I mean, I think it is important to show those things. And even kind of speaking to when you were saying, um, you know, like filling out all those applications like teamwork, um, I think it can be very helpful to kind of like plug in some context. So, you know, if you're saying... Uh, like you had, you know, something perform well, or like the size of audience you're working for If you know, even like plug those in just to help give like the bigger picture um, and show like how successful you really were. Um, because sometimes it's hard to gauge that just on paper, right? And so when you can add context, I think it always helps. And then in terms of a portfolio, I know I kind of had like different ways I did it. Um, and a cool way, at least on Twitter is kind of utilizing Twitter moments. Um, cause then you could add, you know, all the tweets that you've worked on, um, into like one, like link per se, and then could, you know, include that in your portfolio or with your application as an easy way to at least showcase, you know, your work on Twitter. Um, but then I think just trying to, you know, embed things or even if you're focusing maybe on, you know, like, video you took on your phone like you could still kind of almost make you know like a cell phone video reel in a way um and I kind of did that when I was applying to things I kind of made a quote-unquote social media reel and just kind of showed you know different videos I'd captured in game um or during warm-up um just to kind of show different you know videos that you've gotten and kind of the style that you take to that um just to give them you know, just an example, because I feel like that always helps. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think you guys have answered, like, a lot of my questions. So if there's somebody else in the queue, I don't want to take up too much time. But thank you for doing this. Yeah, thank you so much, Emily, for uh, calling in and joining the podcast and asking those wonderful questions. We are happy to help out. And good luck on your search for your next position. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Bye. You too. Thanks, Emily. Nice. All right. We've got one more person and it is Nahom. I hope I am saying that right. Yo, Nahom, hey, how's, how's it going? Hey, what's up? What's up? How, how do you pronounce your first name? It's Nahom. Nahom. Nahom? You said it right. Sweet. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you for joining the podcast. I've got Sydney on the line as well. She's the social media coordinator for the LA Rams. Um, thank you so much for uh, joining and, you know, asking questions. So let's start off with an intro from you. Just say your name and kind of where you're at now in life in terms of if you're a student or if you're working, just so we get some more context and then you can go ahead and ask your first question. Okay. Awesome. First, thank you guys both for taking the question. Um, so yeah, my name is Nahom. I go to UMBC. I'm a senior graduating this May and um, I'm currently a media logger for the Baltimore Ravens for about one more week. And um, I do content creation sometimes for the UBC Athletics, but not not really anymore because of COVID. But but yeah, I, I really want to get involved in video production, um, feature production, longer term. Uh, sorry if I'm out of breath. I was outside playing with a couple of family members, but all good. But yeah, that's, that kind of summarizes who I am or where I am right now. Nice. Uh, and, uh, what was, question, yeah, what's your first question? Oh, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, uh, my first question for Cindy was. Uh, so I recently just applied for the 2021 uh, Rams internship for the media internship. And uh, I just wanted to ask, what are the characteristics that 
you look for for your interns when you're working with them, not only um, during the internship, but also during the hiring process? What do you look for? Um, I think you are looking usually for, you know, someone who is pretty adaptable and kind of, you know, can do, uh, handle like different projects because, you know, you just never, I feel like in sports, as I'm sure you've seen, like you just never know like what's going to happen when, um, and you might need someone, uh, you know, to use the sports cliche, the next man up, you might need someone to, um, like come in and help out on something they might not normally do. Um, and so I feel like, Characteristic wise, definitely, you know, someone who is adaptable. Um, and I think too, you know, like just being positive can go a long way. Um, you know, it can be very stressful and, you know, you're working long hours. Um, and so I feel like someone who can just kind of like go with the flow, always kind of, you know, be relatively uh, positive just can help, you know, the impact with your coworkers. Um, and to just, you know, I guess it's kind of piggybacks off being adaptable, but also being pretty well-rounded. Those kind of go like hand in hand, but um, just being able, you know, to help out with some different things, um, utilize different skill sets you have always goes a long way as well. Um, And I feel like I'm just rambling at this point, Billy, so I'll let you like jump in. Um, But I feel like those are like three that can go a very long way. Um, They all kind of related to one another, but um, yeah, Billy, I'm going to let you jump in. (laughs) Yeah. um, uh, What was the question again? What makes you stand out during the application process? Um, What, like what characteristics, what characteristics do you look for during the application process, but also like when you're working with interns? Um, what do you look for from the, from your intern? Yeah. So first part of the questions in terms of looking characteristics with the applicants, um, for me, what I'm looking for, you know, when I'm looking to hire someone, it's, I think the biggest thing, one of the biggest things for me is attention to detail. Um, making sure, you know, on your cover letter, you're not saying dear, uh, St. Louis Rams. It says Los Angeles Rams or like making sure it's not saying the company of the last company that you just applied to and you're just copying and pasting, um, you know, spell, spell checks on your resume, uh, formatting, like all these, the little, the little details that people probably don't, or some people don't pay too much attention to. I think that says a lot about who you are as, um, a creative or an applicant, like if you're not going to put a thousand percent effort into spell checking and, you know, paying attention to the small details of your application or your resume, then how can I expect you to have that same attention to detail with projects and, you know, stuff that's kind of more important and bigger than just, you know, what your resume looks like. Um, so that's what I'm looking for when it comes to applicants. It's just attention to detail. If you have um, a spelling mistake or a, you know, just weird formatting or your link's broken or, you know, the reel is a square but it's six by nine so it's zoomed in or whatever, like if you have some small things that are just off, I count that against you because a lot, there's people out there that, you know, do send correct, links or files or whatever and, you know, do spell check and do research on the company and, you know, pay attention to those small details. And that shows me a lot um, when it comes to applicants. And then when it comes to, you know, working with the interns during the season, uh, I'm looking for interns that 
um, basically won't say no to anything. Like if I, if, if I ask you or if someone asks you to go shoot that press conference, then your, your answer can't be like, no, I don't, I don't want to, I don't feel like it. Like it should be a yes. I'll go shoot the press conference, shoot it the best you can. It's, I know it's boring. It's a press conference. I've shot hundreds of press conferences when I was an intern, but I never, you know, I was never mad about it or angry about it or, you know, Hey, can you go get that? Or can you go get this? Like, yes. What's next? Like just say yes to everything and, you know, be open to doing new things or things that you didn't think that you, you know, you were hard for like, okay, I'm okay. Now they have me writing, I don't know, writing the caption for the website posts for this video. Like I don't, I don't write captions, but I'm, I'm going to do it because, um, they asked me to do it. So I think that's to me, one of the main, main things I look for with interns that, um, I've worked with in the past, uh, when I was at the chiefs is just saying yes to whatever they're asked to do and not like having any resistance, um, to those mundane tasks that we have them do. Awesome. I appreciate the perspective from both of you. It was different and really appreciate it. Um, the second one is a more lighthearted question um, for the both of you. Uh, what was, when you first started working with your respective teams, what was your favorite part of working with the team? And is it still your favorite part now? If not, what is your favorite part of working with the team currently? Um, let's see. That is a good question. Um, I think my favorite part is probably still true as well. I mean, I think why a lot of people work in sports, you know, is, one, you know, most people like love sports and the way it brings people together. Um, and, you know, kind of the reward is like getting, you know, to kind of get to know these professional athletes in a way others don't. Um, and then, cause you're trying to then take that and share it so that people can get to know them like that. Because, you know, for some guys, once you hold up the phone or hold up the camera, you know, they kind of put their shell back on, um, and so how can we like help them feel comfortable to showcase that? Cause you know, a lot of these guys are, you know, have great personalities that maybe they just don't feel comfortable sharing, um, you know, outright with everyone. Um, and so I think just for me now at the Rams, like the ability that we all kind of share that passion and want to help bring these guys to light and to get the fans to know them the way that we, you know, know them, um, to some degree. Um, and I think that's still probably one of my, I don't know if I'm saying this like weird, but I think if this is making sense to you, that is still one of my, um, favorite parts so far of working at the ramp. Awesome. Thank you. And then, um, for me, I, I don't work at the chiefs anymore, but my, one of my favorite things from working at the chiefs was kind of impacting like the fans, like whether it's a video you create for social media or a hype video that you make for the video board in the stadium. Um, for me, it was just awesome to, you know, create a thing and then that thing gets consumed or seen by all, you know, of Chiefs Kingdom, all, all of the fans, and they, you know, react to it, good or bad, hopefully good. But, you know, for example, in the stadium, if I make a hype video for the video board, and you could just hear like the noise level go up because, you know, they're trying to get loud because they're on defense or whatever. 
um, cause my hype video is saying get loud or whatever. Um, like that, that, well, that was just my favorite part of working at the Chiefs is like the impact that you saw, um, across the fan base and you were kind of like that bridge between the players and the fans. And, um, it, it kind of felt like you had, you know, this responsibility to, um, hype them up as, as much as possible and just inject them with hype every, every game, every, um, before every game and before every playoff game and whatnot. It was just, that, that was hands down my favorite part of working at the Chiefs. Awesome. Thank you both. Yeah. Um, do you have any other questions or is those two off? Yeah, those, those, those are my only questions. Awesome. Sweet. Um, thank you so much for joining the podcast mm-hmm. and asking those guys. questions. Um, hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you, guys. You too. Nice. We made it through the call-in portion of the podcast. That wasn't so bad, right? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of those people are, you know, still trying to figure things out, still trying to, you know, figure out how to get into sports. Um, what would be kind of your, you know, big piece of advice be for all these college students, all these high school students, all these recent graduates? Like, what would your big advice be to them for um, trying to get into the positions that we got to be in? So I feel like I've been pretty like repetitive um, <laughs> podcast, but um, I think first realizing that an internship, um, especially like in a professional sports league, uh, is a full-time job essentially. Um, I feel like it gets a bad rap as, you know, like getting coffee or, you know, whatever, like people might think an internship, you know, like in high school, college should be. Um, but I think you shouldn't be afraid to apply to those and apply to many. Um, you know, even like Matt McMullen, uh, at the Chiefs currently, I remember, uh, he, he told me, you know, he had done, um, you know, I think at least four internships before becoming, uh, or, you know, another reporter at the Chiefs. And so, um, I think that's just important to remember that, you know, an internship is not a bad thing. And I'm so thankful for mine because it has taught me so much. Like I had no idea what went on in a media department at a sports team. Um, until I had these internships and, you know, I feel like they also just give you opportunity to do different things because you are kind of limited, you know, versus if you're at like a national broadcast, obviously. Um, and so, you know, like shout out to BJ, Grace Poe, and now like Jamie Hahn and Marissa Daly, you know, cause they had faith in me and taught me what I do know, um, and helped me really develop. And so I feel like those are really important. And then, to just repeat myself endlessly again is just, you know, like being as well-rounded as you can and not being afraid to pitch ideas because ideas come from all, all sorts of places. There's no bad place an idea can come from. So I think it's just important to, you know, continue to speak up and use your voice. And if you have something, like I said, worst cases, they say no, and you can just try to come up with something else. (laughs) Yep. Um, speaking of those people that you mentioned, um, who are kind of who are kind of your big mentors or influences in um, helping you get to where you are now? Um, yeah, I mean, and, I guess and how I and how them, I guess not who, but like if those were the people, like how did they help you get get you here? Okay, yes. So <laughs> I'd probably still name those four people. So I mean, first is just 
CJ took a chance on me. Um, funny story for my interview. I actually wrote an article on why Patrick Mahomes should not be drafted <laughs> to the Chiefs. Um, because you know, like at the time we just wanted a different system. It's fine. Um, but you know, luckily BJ was like, you wrote it well and you like knew what you were talking about. So like, it didn't matter, even though he obviously already knew. Cause I think this interview process was like right around the draft anyway. Like he knew they were taking the home. Um, so I think that's just a funny background story that I still laugh about today. Um, but you know, BJ one, I feel like, really showed me how to have compassion and like tell that and make sure you're doing the person you're doing a story on, like doing them justice. Um, like I felt like I transcribed so many things for him. So I just like know how he conducted all of his interviews and just like really taking the time to not just like have a pre-list of questions and rush through them, but you know, like he's really listening to what they're saying and building up off of that. Um, so I feel like he kind of helped me be a better reporter, writer in that sense. Um, but then also, you know, he was the one asking like, hey, do you have any ideas for stuff we could do? Um, and while he might have been actually asking for article uh, ideas, I just, you know, took it full storm and gave all sorts of ideas, um, which led me to kind of, you know, working with Grace, especially once Travis um, got his job with the Clippers and had left. Um and so then they helped me then, you know, move on to the Rams. Um, and with Jamie, I mean, Grace obviously helped me like at first, but Jamie was really the one who had to teach me the ropes of social media, I feel like. Um, and she is very like attention to detail to the max. And I feel like when in social and in a lot of our jobs, that is so important. Um, and so she's really helped me like continue to develop that. And, also even just continue to like keep building on making myself well-rounded. Like she can do Photoshop. She can, you know, do all these things because she also has video backgrounds. So she can do premiere pretty well. And um, so she's, you know, like encouraged and challenged me to also develop in those skills. Um, and then Marissa Daly is our VP um, of the media department at the Rams. And um, she continues to give me opportunities to do things outside of social because she knows that I like to kind of dip my toes in a lot of things. And um, so I think those four have really helped me continue to grow and continue to develop and give me opportunities um, to obviously do the job I'm hired for, but to get to experience other things as well. Um, she, she encourages me to write articles and um, we're just, starting a kids program and I've kind of been helping to lead that, um, and doing voiceover, uh, so just like different things, um, like that. I feel like I've really gotten a great experience so far. Nice. And what, um, speaking of growing, what do you see, you know, what do you want the future to be in terms of your career? Like what, what are your end goals or what are you, um, are you at where you want to be or are you trying to, you know, become a social media manager or director? Like what, what, where do you see yourself in a couple of years or in the future? Billy, Billy, Billy asking a tough question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I think I, you can always continue to grow. Right. So I would say like, I'm not satisfied quote unquote, like where I'm at now. Um, I think I would always want to continue to grow in, you know, maybe like who knows about position title, but maybe just in my own skill set. Um, but I think ideally 
just like continuing to create content, um, help strategize that content. So whatever that title might end up being, I know this is super vague and everyone hates like answers like this, but, um, (laughs) I feel like I don't know what it will be, but I know I just want to continue to like improve my skills and continue how I'm able to, you know, share content, um, and doing that to the best of my ability. Yeah. And, and that's okay if, you know, people don't have a exact uh, roadmap of what their destination is like, but as long as you're growing, that's all that matters. Um, speaking of like, um, you know, creating strategy for social and posting content, like for those that are listening that might not know, um, talk to me a little bit about the importance of social media and like a social media team and I think a lot of my listeners are probably creatives and content creators and all they're thinking about is, you know, the video or the photos, but they don't realize, you know, the behind the scenes behind that and how that video and that photo gets onto a feed. Like, um, tell, talk to us a little bit about that side of things um, for those that might not know that, you know, a position like yours even exists. Yeah, I think first off, you know, like we rely on everyone else um, to even really I mean, obviously there's social content or social first content, but, um, a lot of times at the end of the day, you know, we are relying on the other creatives, um, whether it's a designer, videographer, photographer. Um, and I think just remembering that, you know, we want to take that amazing work and share it with everyone, but also do it, you know, the best way per platform. Um, And I feel like that's something everyone's still kind of like learning and trying to navigate through. Um, I mean, because even I was seeing before we were talking was, I feel like social media for teams and stuff like really took off like right around the time we were graduating Um, and has like continued to like amplify and just grow into what it is so far and it's continuing to grow. Um, And so I think just, being mindful of the kind of audiences that you have on each platform. Um, you know, it's silly, but like the dimensions of a video do matter (laughs) and you know, you want to make it as easier or as easiest as possible on the person like viewing your content and you want them to enjoy it as much as they can. And like as easy as they can, because if you think about it, you know, everyone's just mindlessly scrolling. So like what's going to get them to stop? And so that's something we think about a lot is, you know, like what's going to make you like, Oh wait, go back up. Like, what was that? Um, so I think that's something that we try to keep in mind a lot. Nice. And then with this year, you know, being impacted by COVID and especially the season, um, what were some big social media lessons that, um, you, you got out of the pandemic, um, trying to, you know, run a social media account for a football team during, um, COVID during 2020? Um, so luckily, uh, I, every team was kind of different, um, and how they chose to, you know, like handle protocol and whatnot. Um, our VP Marissa really fought to have, um, some of our media department make it into those tiers, um, that allow us the access that you need, you know, to still create content. Um, and so Jamie, our social media manager was tier two, which meant, you know, she could, be for lack of a better term could be around everyone. (laughs) And, um, so she was able to get us a lot of our, you know, like cell phone video. Um, I guess it's kind of answering a question for her almost, but I feel like she really became 
the classic Swiss army knife of because they're so limited in resources, you know, she is helping video get what they need, helping pull guys, helping PR, um, helping even like, you know, answer, get guys to give a few quotes, um, for, you know, like one of our reporters. Um, and so she really helped our department a ton. Um, and then on my end, like personally, I had never really live tweet. Um, and I know this sounds silly, like saying out loud, but, um, it is kind of intimidating. Right. And so that was something that I got a lot of practice in since that's what I ended up doing since Jamie was on the field, um, this season. Uh, and so right now that I'm like done, I'm like, wow, okay. That wasn't so bad, but in the moment, um, you know, you're trying to think faster, you know, but you don't want the moment to pass. You don't have that long to think about what you're going to say. You just got to like, let it fly, but then you're trying to, you know, relate to how everyone else is relating while still being on brand, you know, like there's a lot of things going on. Um, so that was one thing, I guess, like because of the pandemic I did, I feel like that was a major thing that I grew in. Um, how, yeah, so how, I don't know if that really answers. That. How, how many puns <laughs> did you use while live tweeting? <laughs> as many as they would let me um actually okay i should have so i do have two other favorite parts i feel like of my job that i just didn't want to be a broken record about talking about cheapness but like i love those sorts of videos and coming up with like personality videos i guess is the best way to say it like i really pegged myself not the rams as like continuing to do holiday content um, and so I guess this kind of goes into that question is, you know, coming up with ideas that are COVID protocol friendly. <laughs> um, so the year before I'd done a carpool karaoke, obviously we can't have multiple guys getting in a confined space together, uh, singing. And so, um, like this year I rewrote the night before Christmas, which like that idea itself is, you know, not original, obviously, but, um, rewriting the words and then having the guys just come in like rolling camera one at a time to read a stanza um, was just kind of like an adaptable way we made it happen this year. And like I ordered decorations, had them delivered to the facility and Jamie and then one of our video guys, Taylor, they were then the ones who had to pull the guys and, you know, coach them through the script. Um, so I was kind of doing it from afar, which was different. Um, but we got it done. So that is always, always feels good. Um, and then yes, the puns. I love the puns coming up with, um, our end of game, like final score copy is my favorite. <laughs> um, it's, you know, I sound like a child. I'm just easily pleased, but, um, that is always, I mean, it is again, dependent on the game. You know, we can't always mm -hmm. let the puns rip, but, um, I always joke that I should have a burner account that of like copy that we can't use. Um, but that is just one thing that, you know, it's so simple, but it can just make it, you know, like more fun or more relatable. Um, I mean, even in 2019, we lost to the Buccaneers. I got it approved to say, well, ship. Um, so that's a personal favorite of mine. <laughs> um, so those two definitely, I think our top favorites of my job, but back nice. to your pun question, I did try to get in a lot and I did end it. Unfortunately it was a loss to the Packers, but um, I mm. threw in a wild cam since cam makers is doing a lot of wild cats. 
<laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I, I remember all the puns you had at the Chiefs. And, you know, I love it when social media accounts, do, you know, use a good pun. So uh, thank you for that. Um, what is What do you think the coolest, like, experience or moment um, that you've had, whether it's at the Chiefs or the Rams? Like, what what's, like, your favorite favorite thing that you've gotten to do that you didn't realize, like, you'd be getting to do this when you first started out? Um, ooh, I have to think about that. I mean, the traveling, I think, is something that is really cool um, to the job, obviously. I mean, in 2019 alone, I went to Hawaii, Napa Valley, and London, all with the Rams. Um, and that was just due to, like, preseason games. And we played a preseason game against the Cowboys in Hawaii. <laughs> um, played the Bengals in London. Uh, Raiders knew the training camp in Napa Valley. <laughs> um, and so those are obviously like, really cool experiences that um, I did not expect to have. Um, I think, though, like, game-wise, um, the coolest thing was not to, you know, that was my two loves, I guess, but the Rams and Chiefs Monday Night Football. Um, that was the greatest game of my life. And even just, like, the game itself within the content that we are able to put around it. And then it was just also so important to L.A. at the time just because we had, you know, massive wildfires going on. Um, we had had a shooting that was um, close to our practice facility. Um, and so I just felt like, on, you know, they were put, supposed to play in Mexico, then it got moved back to LA to like put on a home game in short notice. Um, and I felt like it was just exactly what LA and our fans needed. And it was just such like a special feeling that I feel like I'll never experience again. Yeah, that was a, a phenomenal, crazy game. And I got to go with the Chiefs. And I can't believe like how crazy of a game that was. I was, you know, running around on the field with my video camera and, you know, just shooting so many touchdowns, I couldn't believe it. Um, but that's that's probably my favorite stadium right there is the Coliseum. Um, I, I, that, was, that was the first time I've been there, and it's it's freaking massive. And, you know, I, I, I did not realize how massive it was until I got there. Um, speaking of stadiums, how how is SoFi? Um or have you even even been able to go in there? Because I guess it was built during COVID. Well, so I have been, um, as I joke, as a cheesy pun, so fly, so fly. But um, <laughs> I'll, I'll see myself out. Um, I mean, it's incredible. Um, I have visited while it was getting built just because of, you know, content that we were filming. Um, so to see it literally from the ground up, uh, has been really cool. And I mean, that video board is just crazy. Um, it just looks like it's floating. It fits in so well. And, uh, you know, something we kind of joked about was it's now the world's greatest sports bar because pregame, um, we would have red zone on, um, and like all the games on because it's just so massive that you could see everything. Um, and so, I mean, it's just unbelievable um, and really exciting. I mean, I think the true test will be when we have fans in there and I'll just make it, you know, what it really should be. Oh, yeah. I, I can't. I haven't been there yet, but, you know, whenever things open up and travel is back, I cannot wait to, you know, try to make it out to a game or even shoot one there. I, it looks insane from the videos and pictures that I've seen. 
Um, but we've got a couple more things before we wrap this up um, for this portion. Can you name three people on social media that um, people should know about if they're trying to get into this social media digital space and try to become, uh, try to get into a position like yours? Like who are some three um, Twitter accounts or, you know, just people in this industry that those people should know about? Um, well, one, I would say you, <laughs> you really like, seriously, you're, you're big time for me now, but, um, I know, I think, no, okay. Kidding aside. I do think you're a great person to know because you really encourage other people, um, to share their work. And I mean, even with this podcast, like you're trying to open doors this way and give tips and advice. And then even just to have like people, come on to ask questions I think is so unique um and you know it can be scary to try like network and call someone and um I feel like you just really make it as easy as possible um for people so you thank um, you for that <laughs> two others I know I'm sorry I just hyped you up that was great Love um it. I mean two others I just follow like so many so I'm trying to think of like who to narrow it down to but um, gosh, this is scary. I don't want to just like name two more people. Okay. I'm just going to say like, I think you or maybe should go. Yeah. Just keep going. I was just going to say like, I would just follow as many people as you can. And like, I mean, maybe not as many as you can, but like the ones that you see that are like doing what you want to do, I would follow them. I mean, that's what I did in college. And I feel like now that's how I've like stumbled over, like across so many others is, like follow people who are doing what you want to do or like people who do something well. Um, and then, you know, like try, I feel like you can just like learn a lot from that. And then also there's no harm in ever like DMing. Yeah. That's what I was going to say instead of just like naming two people. Cause I feel like my timeline is just like flooded with like great things from people that I like don't want to just like call out. I don't know. I don't know who like who are my favorites. <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll accept that as an answer. Just follow everybody and, you know, find the people that are in the positions that you want to be in. And those are the people you should be following. Um, so last thing we're going to do on the podcast, I actually accidentally asked you the closing question earlier, which was like a big piece of advice to people. So I'm not going to ask that again. Instead, I'm going to ask you to tell us the story of your, PR prank or BJ oh. um, PR prank at the Chiefs. Um, and that will close out this podcast because I think it is a great story um, for the many people that don't know about it. Okay. Oh, wait, so, but first, before you do that, um, can you plug your social media accounts so people know how to connect with you on either Instagram or Twitter? Yes. So pretty easy. Both are at. Sydney Ringdahl. So last name, well, I got to spell the whole thing. Sydney, like Sydney, Australia. So S-Y-D-N-E-Y. Last name, I know it's a little tougher, but it's R-I-N-G-D-A-H-L. So I'm just, that name pretty much across all platforms. Perfect. Okay. For this story, I hope you guys are sitting down. (laughs) I was standing up when it happened to me, so... (laughs) Um, I'm an intern. I'm at the Chiefs. Think things have been going well. (laughs) 
and uh, it's about to be our bye week. And so I'm called it, as, at the Chiefs at the time, all the interns were in one room. Um, and so there was like a different room that had uh, our other like digital media staff. So, you know, like BJ, Grace, Nathan, um, and Matt was back. And so they call me in. So I'm like, okay, like, see what projects I've got next to do. Go in. They're like, hey, so, um, oh my gosh, who was the player? Uh, Tamba? I think it was, yes, Tamba Chow. There we go. So Tamba was going to release a cereal, but all the, you know, like promotion for it was going to happen over the bye week. And so BJ and Matt were like, well, we're going to be gone. Like, you know, we get the week off. So you're going to have to do it. And I was like, oh, okay, like, that's fine. No biggie. Because like you're saying earlier, you know, you just always say yes. You never give attitude. You're like, sure, no biggie. Like, it's fine. You guys have the week off. I'm happy to work. No biggie. <laughs> and uh, so then they even went as far as printing out, like, a full press release for me, graphics made in all. So I'm just asking, you know, some follow-up questions, like, you know, what time are things? Is there a certain, you know, any certain questions you'd like me to ask? You want to make sure, you know, I'm going to do this, how you'd like it to be done, blah, blah, blah. So it progresses to them saying, hey, why don't you go down to PR and talk to Brad? So I go down to PR, pop into Brad's office. And again, you know, like you're, I'm an intern, so I'm also, you know, I'm not wanting to like annoy a lot of people, right? Like I'm trying to say, hey, like, do you have a second um, about Tomba Chow? <laughs> It's a new cereal. Had a few questions. They said to come talk to you. And I guess they thought it would stop there. Brad sees through it. Goes along with it. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. It's a bye week. I'm going to be gone too. But you know who's going to be there and like sends me across the hall. I go across the hall. They build on to it. And because, you know, they were like more corporate PR or whatever. And, um, they're playing into it saying there's going to be like a cereal eating contest. And so I'm just kind of, you know, saying, I'm like, this is just the weirdest thing, but like, I'm not going to say anything because like, why would I think this is a prank? Right. <laughs> and so then they send me to the head of PR and I, and Grace also had like made her way down to PR. I was just like sitting in there and I was like, this is kind of weird. Like everyone, I just feel like is watching me. Then I knock on the head of PR's door. He's like, just a second. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like sweating. Like what is going on? He opens it and I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry to bother you. Um, everyone just kind of like pointed me to your direction. Had a few questions about this next week. So the bye week, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what are you talking about? Takes the papers out of my hand is looking at it. And then I turn around to see BJ, Matt, like all these people filming it. And I just remember never being so bold as I reached and grabbed the papers out of like our head of PR's hands <laughs> and threw them in the air. And I was like, is this a prank? <laughs> <laughs> Which like looking back, if it hadn't been, that could have gone terribly wrong. Um, and yeah, and then fast forward to Christmas that year, we had... Um, did like a secret Santa and it was we we're all designing shirts for each other so I got BJ and I made him a Tomba Chow t-shirt so it lives on <laughs> <laughs> yo even though Sydney thought it might be a prank she still said yes and went with it 
That's the type of mindset you have to have as an intern to separate yourself from the rest of the pack. Take advantage of every opportunity, no matter how mundane the task is, no matter how easy it is. Take advantage of every opportunity thrown your way and good things will happen. Thank you so much, Sydney, for being on the podcast. And thank you to everyone who called in and asked questions. If you're interested in asking the questions in future episodes, please DM me and we'll get that set up. Thank you to all the listeners and supporters of the podcast. Thank you to our fake sponsors at Tomba Chow. This is our 15th episode of Get the Shot, and I'll see y'all on the next one. Deuces.